Salvation Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the Word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist T.J. Malkanji. Welcome to the broadcast. Glad you're joining me here today. Uh, we're in the studio at Peckful Assembly of God in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I have my good friend, Pastor Kyle Dross, here with us today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I mean that. I mean that. It's really, really great to be here. Awesome. We're going to have an amazing time today. Uh, we're going to be discussing the call of God. Uh, he's a man of God. He has been uh, a friend of mine since pretty much since I got saved. Yeah. We went to Guatemala together in right. 2014 for yep. seven yep. weeks as two yep. young preachers with nothing scheduled, <laughs> and the Lord opened up doors. Yes, God yes. worked through us. We had many people saved, many people delivered, blind yep. eyes coming open. Amazing. One Amazing. night we had like a glory cloud hit the place. Yeah, and, uh, never forget that. Yeah, yeah. deaf yeah. ear came open that night. Yep. Uh, I think uh, uh, remember that guy had broken his hand. Yep. Uh, riding a motorcycle, his hand totally restored. Yep. So like we've we have seen God's goodness in our lives uh, in following the call of God. So we wanted to do this broadcast today to just encourage people. Yeah. If you're watching today and you you have sensed the call of God from a young age and you felt right. that the Lord was leading you to, um, to, to do something for Him, yes. which if you're in the kingdom, if you're saved, you're not safe to sit in a church pew. You're saved to get working. Hallelujah. Everybody has right. a call assigned to their life. Yes. The Bible says, take full heed unto the ministry which you have received from the Lord that you might fulfill it. So yes. today we're going to discuss that. Before I move on, I want to encourage you. The onset of this broadcast, please share this yes. broadcast. Yes. Please share this message to as many people as possible. Share it and share it often. If you're on YouTube, like it. If you're on YouTube, comment. If you're on Facebook, like it, yep. comment. It's going to help us with the algorithms to get this word out to more people so that we can be more effective. People say, well, you're all concerned about numbers. All you want is numbers. Yeah, all I do want is numbers. You want to know why? Because more numbers means more people being impacted right. with the gospel of Jesus yes. Christ. Yes. This generation doesn't need uh, a viral post of a cat doing backflips. This generation needs the gospel being preached. This generation needs to be exposed to the power of God. Judges 2.10 says another generation arose that didn't know the power so of God, true. nor so the true. work that God had done for Israel, and they suffered for it. That's why God's raising up preachers yeah. like my friend Kyle and like myself and many people. Many uh, people. That, yeah. And, you, you know, that you, you, some of you even follow them online and stuff, that they're they're not blowing smoke. They are ready to see yes. God move in our generation. Yes. And God yes. doesn't move apart from men. God works through men. And That's I right. believe that there are many of you that are going to be called into the yes. ministry Absolutely. today. Many Absolutely. of you have been called, but you're going to sense the call today. You know, I heard William Booth once say that uh, not called, they say, not heard the call. That's more like it. Some people say, yeah. I don't feel called. Well, you, <laughs> when you're saved, you're called. The Bible right. says he's called us by his grace that was given to us before. Before time began, yep. Paul said, God set us aside, set us aside from the point that we were conceived yeah. to, to, to be assigned for something on the earth. And so uh, share this broadcast, share it often. Yeah. Let's move into it. Before I, uh, before I, I, I let Kyle rip it and take us away, I want to just read from Philippians. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll read it from here so he saved time. Philippians chapter 3 and beginning... With verse 7, not 17, verse 12. Not that, this is uh, Paul speaking to the church of, of Philippi. Not that I have already attained 
or am already perfected, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Yes. Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, meaning I, I don't think I've arrived yet. The moment you think you've arrived, that's when God can't use you. When you stay at a point of humility and of teachability, then yeah. God can use you and bless that's right. you. That's right. Paul said, and Paul, you know, at this point has had, he, he has a list of exploits that he can list out. He, it's not like he's done nothing. He's won, he's shifted entire regions at this point, but he still says, I know I haven't apprehended. Yeah. There's still more to do. But this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. I want you to pay special attention to verse 14. I press towards the goal for the upward call of God that is in yes. Christ Jesus. Acts chapter 20, verse 24, Paul says again, I do not consider my life as any dear, That's right. dear thing yep. in accounting to myself, but I, I do one thing. I press towards the call of God in Christ Jesus. Acts chapter 20, verse 24 says yep. that he, um, he, he lays everything aside so that he might finish his course with joy. Paul lived with a vision in mind. That's right. Paul lived with an assignment in mind. Paul lived with a, a target that he knew he had to hit. That's right. He ran Hallelujah. with a vision. Super. He was burning with a passion. Yes. He was not yes. reduced to a burden in that's his right. generation. And that's, that's right. what God is going to instill in you today yes. in yes. Jesus' name. That's right. Yeah, that, that's what, when you understand that the moment you're saved, at that moment, you were signed up for the biggest army on the face of the earth. That's right. They said that in China, that there's an army of, you know, of X amount of people. In America, there's an army of X amount of people. The moment you were saved, you were enlisted into God's army. That's right. And I would say this, that people can talk all they want about how, well, you know, the army will pay for your school. God pays good wages. That's absolutely When you sign up for his army, you know, even Jesus said, people would bring things to him. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And he said, I must be busy about my father's business. When you understand that the moment I was saved, when I said yes to Jesus and no to sin, I repented, which literally means to do a 180. I have turned my back on the things of the world. I press on towards that high calling, that high goal in Christ Jesus. And I'm pressing on to win souls. I'm pressing on to be busy about my father's business. So even that this changes when you even read the word. Now, when you're reading the word, you're equipping yourself for every good and every perfect wor uh, work. Ephesians 2.10 says it this way, and I'm going to read from my, my phone as well. It says this, for we are his, meaning God's, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. The first thing that you have to understand is, is that we're his workmanship. I told somebody this past week, I said, before we sat down to counsel, I said, before I will counsel you, I want you to go home and I want you to pray about what your purpose is in life. What's your destiny in life? And he was a young man. He said, I, I don't know, Pastor Kyle, I don't, I don't know at all what my purpose is in life. I don't know what my destiny is in life. I said, when God, before he laid the foundations of the earth, That's right. He saw your life down the corridor of time. He saw every failure. He saw every mistake, but he saw gifting. He saw talent. Right. He saw anointing. And you were created for such a time as this. And he put your, your life on this earth in 2021. And he said this, I need this man on this earth to That's accomplish right. my purposes. That's right. 
and his eyes got like saucers. He said, you mean I'm that important to God? I said, you're more important to God than you'll ever realize. When you work from your purpose, I know I'm created God. I'm, uh, uh, Rick Warren said, I'm, I'm created by God and for God. That when God created the earth, he said, I, I need a T.J. Malkanji to preach my gospel. I, I need a Kyle Drost. I, 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 need, I need fiery men of God and women of God to shake the nations one last time before Jesus will return. Because I believe that one of the prefaces of the return of Jesus Christ. These, this, is, this isn't the end days. This is the last moments of the end days. And we're alive for such a time as this. So when you understand Ephesians 2.10 again, we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. I love this last part of the verse. For good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Your life is the sum total of the seeds you've sown and also the works that God has prepared for us to accomplish. Every time I preach, every time I go to Walmart and lay hands on the sick, and we'll get to that in a moment, but everywhere I go, I'm Christ's ambassador. I'm carrying the best news on the face of the earth. And it's a lost and dying world who's waiting for a word to be spoken. Even when God created the heavens and the earth, when he created the earth, he spoke to that which he was to create. It was formless and void. And what it, what it took was a God-breathed word to bring about the purposes of God on the earth. That's right. When you get filled up on the word of God, what you're doing is filling yourself up on that same substance that created the world. When you get filled up on Christ, who was the Word? John chapter 1, who is the Word? John chapter 1, verse 12. He is the Word. He was the Word at the beginning. He is the Word. When you get filled up on the Word of God, you're getting filled up, becoming like Christ, in His power, in His presence, in His purposes, in His passion, in His power. When I get filled up on the Word of God, when I get loaded up on the Word of God, the same power that created the world now resides in my mouth. For every person who's in a wheelchair, every person who's watching this broadcast today, every person who's had a bad report from the doctor, the same power that created the world now resides in us as believers. And I love this in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. The same power that created the world, but now the same power that raised up Christ from the dead resides in us. And, and just in case there's any religious people, which I'm sure there's not on your broadcast, but just in case there, people will say, well, now that, that's nice power that you know we can be kind to people sure power that we can be nice yes but uh gives life or quickens the king james says quickens your mortal body that, that that it's like a, a an injection to your body that quickens your flesh to perform the works that god has called us to do and i'll, I'll say this that we are on the prefaces of a great move of god and we're seeing it already but i believe it's like the first fruits of what we're about to see and, uh, and th this broadcast is a catalyst. It, it's, a, it's an instrumental piece. It, it's an on-ramp for people who are watching this today and will heed to these words that God is calling you not just to tolerate life. He is calling you to see creative works wherever you'll go. When you speak the word and when you walk in the works that God has for you, he, he knew in 2021, you made it through 2020, you're making it through 2021, but it's not about making it through. It's about being a more than conqueror because the power that resides That's in you. That's absolutely right. And uh, yeah, That's so we're excited. Right. And you know what? I love what he said when he quoted, you know, without even wanting to, you're quoting Jeremiah 1 that says, before you were formed in your yeah, mother's womb, right. God knew you. 
God knew you. He didn't put you on this green earth so that you can just get by in life. That's right. You, he didn't put you on this. You know, people say, well, you know, we're saved by grace. We're not saved by works. Yes, you're saved by grace through faith, but you're saved to get to work. That's right. There's a work yeah. that God has tied to your salvation to get done. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon used to say, if you have no desire to see other people saved and to do a work for God, I wonder if you are saved yourself. Yeah. The fruit of salvation, the fruit of the regenerated, regenerate spirit, the yes. fruit of the renewed spirit, the fruit of the born again spirit yes. is not just walking in righteousness and holiness. That's no. a part. We're going to talk about that because yeah. that's part of something that God has called you to. This is the will of God, your sanctification. Yeah. God wants to sanctify you. God wants to keep you clean. God wants to cleanse you of the, of, of the, the, the sins or bad habits or things that are not profitable for you. Right. Absolutely. Right. But there's something that God God has called you to do. That's why Jesus said that when he when he called his disciples, he said, put your hand to the plow and don't look in another direction. Well, what's a plow for? Yeah. A plow's not just to entertain you through no, life. No. A plow's not just to like, you know, to, to, to keep busy in life. A plow is for a purpose. Yes. It's, to, yes. it's to bring in a harvest. It's to get something done that profits right. the generation on the earth. That's you know right. that your life, the scripture says that you were born again as a royal priesthood. Yes. Do you know that you're special do you know that? i'm not just saying that to be cliche or to make no, you no, no, feel no, no, nice no. Yeah. no you have he said it god who created the heavens god who created the earth god who made and fashioned all things in his brilliance and by the wisdom of his heart yes. he made you do you know that god spoke things into existence he spoke mountains he spoke animals but when god yeah. decided to create man he stooped down and he took his finger and he began to That's fashion right. man out of the dust yes. and then he did something that he didn't do in the rest of creation he breathed in yes. man yes. his own nature he breathed in man his own life and man became a living being created in yes. the very image right. of God you were not created in the image of an animal I don't care what your biology teacher told you in grade 3 or grade 9 or grade 4 I don't know what grades they have in, in the yeah. United States in Canada they stop at like 11 but I, I, it doesn't matter what they said you know they, they tell you you've come from a monkey well you tell a generation that they came from a monkey right. and then you start to wonder and get confused when they start to act like monkeys yes. and act like primates. Yes. Why do you think there's all kinds of rioting going on? Right. When you start to tell people that they didn't have an origin, that ultimately yep. our origins is just some cataclysmic event that occurred in the heavens, that it was a big bang. Well, I agree, there was a big bang. The big bang was when God said, let That's there be right. light. That's but right. we have a creator. Yep. We have an, a source. We have an intelligent designer yes. that has wired us and made us and designed us yes. for success. Yes. You were made to succeed. That's right. You were made to thrive. You were made to, to, to not strive through life. You were made That's to right. thrive and were made the Bible says, like we read in Ephesians 2, you were made to perform and to do good works That's on right. the earth. Yes. Do you know that Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you? Yeah. Was Jesus sent to struggle? No. Was Jesus sent to just, you know, live as a, an irrelevant 
uh, person on the earth. Nobody really bothered him much. He didn't bother anybody. He just lived his life and died. And, you know, he, we just appreciate his teachings. No, Jesus made an indelible mark in his generation. Yes, yes. He made a mark that was, that's been felt since the first century. Right. We, we even organize our, folk, our chronology around the event of the cross of Jesus yep, Christ. Yep. Well, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. That's right. He's not sending. Yeah. God has no small plans concerning you. That's right. God has no small he has an infinite mind. Start to get out of your finite thinking and develop the, 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 the thoughts of God for your life. I right. know, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I have yes. for you. Yes. They are Hallelujah. not thoughts of poverty or penury. Hallelujah. They are thoughts of prosperity, thoughts to bless you and to make you a blessing in your generation. Right. When God called Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to yes. bless you. Hallelujah. You're going to get blessed. You're individually going to be blessed man. But Thank that blessing you, ain't going to stop with you. God doesn't fill you halfway. God doesn't That's fill right. you to the brim That's just right. so that you're blessed. Yes. God overflows the blessing in That's your right. life. And he said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing on the earth. And you are the seed of Abraham. That's you right. are blessed with believing right. Abraham. You carry the blessing of Abraham in your life. A blessing that is to impact, to overflow from you, to help your generation. That's right. That's right. And, and somebody uh, referenced this in the comments. And I'm going to read it right now from Psalm chapter 8. It says this. I'll start in verse 3. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, which I love that you, you reference that, how God actually got his hands dirty when he made us. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? That's right. And the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. By the way, that heavenly beings, I don't know what's wrong with Bible translators, but that actually says that you have made him a little lower than Elohim. Elohim is one of the names of God. Wow. When, when you understand, and just park on this for a moment, and then we'll move on. When you understand that God loves Jesus just as much as he loves me. That's right. That's a that, that when God sees, when God sees me, he's, he's seeing his son. That's right. See, I, I like to say it this way. God's, God believes so much in seed time and harvest that he sowed a, a seed named Jesus Christ, who is the only begotten son of God, that he might reap a harvest of many sons and daughters. And if Jesus had purpose, you have purpose. If Jesus had calling, then you have calling. If Jesus had resurrection power, you have resurrection power. I, I, I like to say, you know, even growing up, they would say in Sunday school, how many know where the hands and feet of Jesus Christ? Well, that stuck with me, that I am the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. I believe it was Oral Roberts used to say, when I lay hands on people, it's not Oral Roberts laying hands on people, but it's the King of Kings. It's the Lord of Lords. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the one who was and is and is to come and ever shall be. It's Jesus Christ, His power. You know, and that's why I don't know, understand why people get all enthralled. Well, you know, I had brothers so-and-so lay hands on me and this didn't happen. Or I had, you know, okay, it's one thing about the transference of anointing but when you're believing god for the resurrection power of jesus christ to flow through your body to eradicate sickness and disease and so you can live by divine health well you know any believer can believe for divine health because the same power that resided in jesus christ you know e even uh, even christ means the anointed one that's right 
And that same anointing is now on you. That same anointing is now on me. That same anointing is now on every precious soul who's watching this broadcast, who has made a decision, who has made their reservation for, uh, for heaven, who has turned their back on sin and hell and the grave and has their eyes fixed on eternal things, fixed on the things above. That person has the same anointing that Jesus Christ walked the earth with. I'll never forget the time that I realized that Jesus became a man. See, God sent Jesus to become a man so that the sons of men can become the sons of God. That's right. See, God, let me, let me rephrase that. God sent Jesus to be the son of man so that the sons of men can become the sons of God. That's right. See, I'm not, my, I have a great father. He, he, he's a phenomenal pastor. I love being with my, my granddaddy and, and my uncles are all in ministry and things like that. And, and I, I cherish the heritage I have. But I'm not a son of just Terry Drost who's on TV and stuff. I'm not just the brother of Tyler Drost or of Dylan Drost. I'm, I'm a son of God. First and foremost. Every person who's watching this broadcast is a son or daughter of God, which means that the, the power that runs through my veins, the blood that runs through my veins is the same blood of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. who was the only begotten son who became a seed for me. Right. became a seed for you that we might inherit the precious promises of God. You know, the Bible even talks about that He'll not withhold anything from us. Why? Because I, I have two boys, Clayton and Carson. Clayton's three uh, and a half. Carson's one and a half. And they, they keep us awfully busy. My wife and I, Alyssa, and uh, we, we have a lot of fun chasing around and stuff like that. But I, I look at my boys and I'll, I'll pray in the Holy Ghost over my boys. And sometimes, I'm not a very emotional person, but it'll bring me a, to, a, to a tear and I'll say, boys, everything I have is yours. Why? Because they're made in my image and likeness. That's right. See, when I see them, they're made in the image and likeness of God. And they have a father who has per, uh, provided a way for them. So it's important that we understand as well that in talking about purpose and talking about call and talking about destiny, that first and foremost, you understand that God is your father. I've actually been on the prefaces of things before and making decisions before and think to myself, well, I can do this or I can do that. And then I have to rephrase sometimes and think to myself, but what could God do? What could he do with my yielded heart to him? Especially realm. But God, have every grocery trip turn into a power revival trip. Hallelujah. Every person I see who's on crutches, it's not, it's not, you're not, not, not that hard. Like, you can go over to somebody on crutches at Walmart today, and you could say, can I help you carry your groceries? Carry the groceries to, to the car. Just turn around and say, hey, is it okay if I have a quick word of prayer with you and believe for healing? Yeah, it's simple. Just lay hands on the sick. Just do what Jesus told us to do. That's right. You know, and, and that's why, and I'll take this a step further. Every person who tucked tail last year over some virus. You, know, you have to actually have the mindset, the resurrection power of Christ is, is living in me. That's right. I'm not afraid of some corona. I'm not afraid of, of, of some, I, I'm not afraid of the bubonic plague because the same power that lives in me, that is, is what rose up Jesus from the dead. Right. So when you understand the power that lives in you, who your father is, the inheritance that we have as saints. Now, now we're not from a place of, well, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this, or man, I, I don't really understand how. Just get busy and get in the flow of God. That's right. Just do what Jesus told us to do. It's so simple. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I love how you brought up how God sent Jesus as a seed to the earth. Yeah. Because John 12, 32 says that unless a seed is sown into the ground yes. and die, yes. it abides alone. Yes. The seed has to die. In the same way, if you're, and that leads us to like my, my next point, which I wanted to discuss. In talking about the call of God, you have to talk about the law of total abandonment. Yes. Until yes. Jesus Come died. On. He couldn't bring forth the fruit of you and I. Yeah. Until you die to yourself, you're never going to bring forth the Come on. fruit Come on. that God wants to for, for you to grow in. You know, the Bible says that you did not choose God. God chose you. Yeah. Come and on. he appointed you that you should bear, bear much fruit. fruit yeah. and that your fruit should remain. But fruit bearing all starts with a seed that is sown in the earth and dies. Yeah. Paul talked continuously. I die to self daily yeah. acts 20 24 i read it i quoted it before um I, I do not consider my life paul said as any account dear to myself yep. i've lost my life he said far be it that i should boast in anything else but the cross of our lord jesus That's christ right. by That's whom right. i've been crucified to this world and this world has been crucified to me yes when jesus yes. called the people he made the call very simple he bid them to yeah. come and right. die he said, come, you who desire to follow after me, come on. crucify yeah. yourself, deny yourself, deny yourself pick yeah. up your cross. What's the cross? For too long. You know why people equate the cross in our modern generation to sickness or disease or poverty or depression? It's because the actual call of God is never preached. Yeah, come on. People come don't on. talk about the call of God. No, people no. don't talk about the, the, the work of the ministry anymore and how God's calling people to a full-time work. People don't talk about God taking... Uh, uh, you know, a man like, like my brother Kyle, you know, God called him. He spent two, two and a half, three years, in, two years, yeah. two years in Alaska in not, not in Anchorage, Alaska, not in like Fairbanks, Alaska. We're talking about Nome, Alaska, which yeah. is pretty much how many miles from the, from Russia? A hundred miles from Russia. A hundred yeah. miles from Russia, not right. far off uh, the, the Bering Strait. And he took two full years and still has a heart. And he's going to, you know, you'll dedicate, I know it, you'll dedicate a lot of time going yeah. uh, going back and, and doing outreaches sure. and stuff like that. There. Sure. But what causes a man to leave a prosperous area, to leave comfort, to leave right. leisure, to yeah. leave luxury, yeah. to leave a steady position at a church? It's not like yeah. he was just walking around doing nothing. Right. What causes a man to leave all that? To pursue the call of God. It's good. It's it, good. It, there's, first of all, he grew up in a church that preached the call of God. Yeah. And you get around that preaching, something starts to percolate in your spirit. Where it says, I, I know what I've got. But Jesus said, mm. he that chooses to find this life yes. will lose my yes. life. But yes. whoever loses his life, whoever decides this, I'm going to set aside my comfort. I'm going to set aside my, my reputation. I'm going to set aside my, my everything. You know, Jesus said, whoever loses family or property yep. or, yep. or or or, or proper land or brothers or sister for my sake and the gospel's sake yes it always turns out well for them that's Jesus right Jesus said it will return to them a hundredfold in this life, life. and yeah. in the life to come that's right eternal life so when you do that that's right you know a seed dies but it don't stay dead that's it right it starts to yes. grow and it starts to bring forth fruit and then when the farmer sees the fruit he never catches the fruit and said man i really remember that seed oh how 
I miss that right, seed. Right. He doesn't remember the seed no. because he focuses on the reward of yes. sowing the seed. Yes. When you take your life as a seed yep. and you sow it into the call of God, yep. you sow it into the work of the ministry, you, you're going to find out very quickly, as I did in 2012 when I had nothing going for me. I, 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 you know, I wanted to, to, to go into real estate. I had plans, but I just didn't feel fulfilled. Some of you are working full-time jobs. You've ha you have the call of God on your life. Yeah. You're working a full-time job that you're just clocking in and clocking out. And there's no joy. And yep. there's no fulfillment. Yep. And there's no abundant living. Now, there are people that are called by God Absolutely. to a position yeah. of full-time government or full-time yeah. career sure. to start a business. God anoints yep. people to create wealth in yep. His kingdom. Yep. But I believe I'm talking to some of you today, and I wanted to focus on this part of the call of God, that are called to the ministry. And you're living a life of just going to work and you have your career and yep. you're trying to save up for retirement but it's not fulfilling and you're you actually are taking medication i don't know if this is a word of knowledge but you're taking medication yeah. for anxiety yep. you're taking medication for depression you're right. taking medication to alleviate yourself mentally yep. but not knowing that all of that that bondage can be broken if yes. you'll just That's say right. yes to jesus today yes. if you'll just say lord yes. where you go i will follow if you'll just say i'm Come picking on. up my cross the cross is picking up your assignment to go to the end, to endure That's to right. the end, yep. to say no matter what what comes my way, whatever the Lord has me do, I will do. Just That's like right. they told Jesus at the wedding of Canaan and Galilee, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You have to adopt that, that mentality in life. Whatever God tells me to do, be it something that, you know, at, at, at the first of it, yep. It's comfortable. You know, sometimes God calls you to go to Hawaii, yeah. and that's <laughs> sure. nice. But what yeah. happens when God tells you, I, I, I need you to leave that position. I need you to leave that. I have a friend in Plattsburgh, New York, left a high-paying uh, position in, in uh, North Carolina, Play, left a high-paying job in North Carolina because he felt to go and, and start a work in Plattsburgh, New York. Yeah. And the guy is blessed now. Yeah. He's blessed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you think you're losing out, but actually... No. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. When Abraham decided to leave his wealthy family in this state, the Bible says in one chapter, God blessed him that he was so rich in That's livestock, right. silver, yeah. and gold. Right. So, but that all starts with total surrender. Total abandonment. Total surrender. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you understand that when you let go of what you can't keep anyways, right? That's when God steps in and he says, I see that you mean business with me. That's right. See, total surrender is not a thing that's trying to beat you up. God's trying to bless you up. That's, that's so, so every time that you, and you, you hear guys, and, and, and God bless them, I'm glad they did bring the message of, of total abandonment, total surrender. But so many times, it was like, uh, so your life can suck. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and sorry if I'm, I'm being too crude, but it's just kind of the way, way I am. It, if, I, I can't even tell you the amount of, of Preachers, I would hear who say, you know, man, I, I had a D1 scholarship. You know, I was supposed to go to the NFL, but, yeah. you know, God called me out to struggle, to struggle. No, you know, like I, I, and I had somebody in my youth ministry recently say, hey, Pastor Kyle, you can do anything. You should go run for president. And I told him, I said, I would never scoop to such a lowly position. That's right. Because when you're running your race that's set before you, you know, with total abandonment, it's the most important thing. Listen, and, it, and if God's calling you uh, to do whatever it might be, maybe God's calling you to start a business right now. You know, and I, I saw somebody in the comments say something about the marketplace. The marketplace is where Christians should be. 
You know, we should be at the forefront of, of planting businesses. We should be at the forefront of, of being the best realtors and showing the glory of God uh, in that. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Do it with excellence. Do it with glory and do it to honor God. It's important that, that you don't lose sight that you can show the goodness of God in the land of the living. I, I, I've had students come to me uh, in, in, in youth ministry. I've been in youth ministry five years. And I, I had one come to me and say, man, Pastor Kyle, school is such a drag. I, I, I hate school so much. And I, I told him, well, listen, I used to hate school too. But let me give you a different mindset. You're in school to showcase the glory of God. And he's like, how am I supposed to do it? All I'm doing is just answering math problems. All, all I'm doing is writing papers. Number one, you win your friends at Jesus Christ and start an outreach club. The second way is, is that when you test, when you write, when you solve mathematical equations, when you do chemistry or biology or anything like that, pray in the Holy Ghost. Study yourself hot. And when you get down, study for the glory of God. I told a student that who was, who was failing. He didn't look like he was going to finish school. He became... A B student. I don't want to exaggerate. I don't say he was like a straight A student. He became a, a solid B student so and is on his way to college now. You know, he went from, I don't know if I'm going to finish. I hate school. It's a drag to me. It's not part of my calling. All the excuses I hear that people try to spiritualize things all the time. Sure. But when you understand that what, what I have in my hand right now is there for the glory of God. That's right. It's important that we have that mindset change. It's important that we, we don't think, oh man, what a drag it is. Oh, it's Monday. Well, you're just, you're just like the world. You know why? Because you went to church and talked on tongues on Sunday, so you think that you're some kind of super Christian now? No, you take that power that you received and you hit the marketplace and you'll encounter people. When I, when I used to work for, I worked for uh, two, two companies that were in the Fortune 500 list. When I worked for both those companies as a young man, customer service and things like that, I'd encounter people who had trouble, spiritual trouble. And I was there on an assignment from God at 16 years old, 17 years old. 18 years old. I'm there on assignment from God. If I'm working customer service on the phone, I'm doing it for the glory of God. If I'm shoveling horse crap, I'm doing it for the glory of God. Whatever my hand finds to do, I, I just defended some of your audience. No, whatever I find to do, I do it for the glory of God. I'm doing it for him. Back to what we originally said. For him and by him. My life is created for him and by him. Everything I do is to showcase his glory. And, and, and on top of that, if you can't be faithful with where you're at right now, you'll never be able to rule over things down the road. Oh, absolutely. I've had students come to me, Pastor Kyle, I'm going to be an evangelist. I'm going to shake the nations. I tell them, okay, go back and shake your school and then come see me. Because if you can't shake where you're at right now, if you can't glorify God where you're at right now, you'll never glorify him on a higher level. You'll never glorify him on a bigger platform. Take, the, take your family for people. I'm, I'm a father and pour into your kids. Be the best you can for your kids. When you go to Walmart, treat, treat that as a platform. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it all for the glory of God. And then of course, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, I'm reminded of the story, and some of you are faithful viewers to this broadcast. You've heard me tell this before, of Benson Hosa in Nigeria. When he yeah. got saved, uh, I don't know how old he was, he was like in his late teenage years. And he got saved and was listening two weeks later, a preacher at his church, it was in the Sundays of God Church in Nigeria, and he began to preach on God can do all things if someone will just believe. All Come things on. are possible That's for right. them that believe. That's right. Oh, Betsy Ahosa was a fresh Christian, and yeah. he, he, he took things literally. If, you know, how could you believe God for eternal salvation 
and believe God that you're saved in your spirit because yeah. the Word of God says it. Yeah. But then when He tells you you can do all things if you'll just believe me, then right. you, have, you, you struggle believing Him for that. If you're going to believe God for the eternal part of this Bible, then yeah. we should also take God That's into right. His Word Come on. when it comes to just laying hands on the sick yes. and seeing them recover, raising the dead. I mean, if yeah. Jesus can raise you from spiritual death, which is much harder than physical death, how much easier do you think that if you'll obey Him in, 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 in stepping out in action, in faith, uh, that he can through you raise the physically dead people like he did for Lazarus, yeah, like he did right. for the widow of Nain, like Paul did uh, many times, especially when he was preaching. That guy fell out of the third story of a, of a, of a, of a building. Yeah, he raised yeah, him right, up in, right, right yeah. in the meeting. And then you have Peter raising up uh, Aeneas from a sickbed. If he can do all that, I mean, Come on. I mean, God is not, is not done... Working that way, God no, has always, no. always kept pockets of revival and miracle throughout history. And so Benson Hosa listens to this, and he 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 says he goes up to his pastor and he says, Pastor, I heard you say that I can do all things if I'll just believe. Yeah, if I'll believe God's word, that's I right. can do it. That's right. And he said, Well, yes, theoretically, uh, that's correct. He said, "That's all. Is that is that really what the word of God says, or were you Come just on. excited?" He said, "No, that's that's what the Bible says, Mark yeah. nine twenty three. So he left the church that day. It was like 12, 12 p.m. And he said, until four p.m., he knocked on people's doors. On that Sunday afternoon, are there any dead here? Are there any dead here? Come are on. there any dead here? Come on." And he finally, at 4 p.m., 4.05 p.m., knocked on a door. Are there any dead here? And a, a, a woman that was weeping said, yes, my daughter just died this afternoon. Hmm. And he entered in. He said, can I pray for her? Sure. He, took, he just, you know, took the story of Jesus raising up uh, Tabitha from the dead. And he, uh, the little girl from the dead, in, in, it was in Mark chapter 5, Jairus' daughter, not yeah. Tabitha. Tabitha's in the uh, book of Acts. Jairus' daughter. And he, 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 he just follows the, follows the formula. He kicks everybody out of the room because he let only G Peter, James, and John in. But uh, since he didn't have his posse at that time, he just kicked everyone out. Yeah. And he just knelt by the bed. And he said, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, like raise this girl from the dead. Nothing happened. And you know what? He didn't quit. He kept on going. He yeah. prayed a second time. Nothing happened. Then he began to, to just pray and contend. Keep pressing. And just, yeah, Keep he just pressing. kept pressing in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the little girl stood upright. Come and, on, and she was Come back on. to life, and uh, he restored the little girl back to her back to her parents, and they were very happy. That began a worldwide ministry. So everybody loves to look at Ben Sinitahosa later on in life when the dead being rise, raised was like a normal thing. Yeah. But look at where he started. He didn't start with a mega ministry. No. He didn't no. start with no. some worldwide name. He didn't start as Come a renowned on. evangelist. He yeah. didn't start preaching at Benny Hinn's church and doing yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He started at a very low place, right. but he started right. believing God. He started to, to just act on what he did know. That's right. And as he did that, God saw a man who had put his hand to the plow and wasn't looking in another yes. direction. Yes. God saw a man who said, man, he's not even worried about losing his reputation in yeah. praying for the dead. Yes. He's all yes. in for me. Yes. And when you're all in for God, God will go That's all right. in for you. That's right. And, and you know, you see that in the life of Elisha. Elisha yes. comes to Elisha and yes. lays his mantle on him because God said, he's going to be your, your successor in the ministry. Do you know what Elisha did? Elisha said, let me first and go, let me first go back home and do one thing. And Elijah said, what have I to do with you? You go ahead and do whatever you want. Almost like, you know, yeah, like, I gave him my mantle and this is how you treat me. But he right. didn't know what Elisha was about to do. Yeah. Elisha wasn't going back right. to, you know, 
squeeze his parents goodbye. Oh man, it's going to be a tough, you know, let me just go and, 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 and uh, let me just get some counsel with the local yeah. town elders and <laughs> let me see if this is really of God or anything. Right. You know, when, when the call of God came, he didn't go and seek human advice. He no. didn't go and seek mm -hmm. other people's advice and other people's wisdom and counsel. That's what Paul said. Paul said, when I received my calling, I didn't confer with flesh and blood. That's some right. of you are conferring way too much with, with flesh, flesh and, and blood. blood. You're yeah. trying to get everybody's yeah. advice concerning your life. Yep. You're trying to get everybody's counsel. Yep. Well, what if I do this? You already know what God's told you to yes. do. But you're yes. trying to get everybody else's two cents when God has already said, go and I'll bless you. That's right. You have to do what Paul did. I did not confer with flesh and blood. I immediately yes. went up to where God called me. That's good. You have to do what Elisha did. Elisha went back to his hometown yep. and he created a feast. He burnt he was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. He wasn't lazy playing Xbox in bed when God called him. He was doing something. God will call you when you start working at the level you're at. Yep. And so what happened? He went home, took his equipment, took all his animals, his oxen, and he burnt That's it right. all up, made a great feast, and bid the town farewell. That's right. And you know what That's happened? Right. We're still talking about Elisha today. Yes. Because you can't put God first and end up last. That's right. You look at people That's like right. Billy Graham. Billy yes. Graham, a little country boy in yep. Montreat, North Carolina, yeah. had really, you know, nobody knew his family. He was just no. a farmer no. yep. out in the boonies That's somewhere. Right. Yep. But look at what one man. Yeah. That's why Second Chron Chronicles 69 says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro, yeah, yeah. seeking one man, not one man who's talented. Billy Graham was such a pathetic preacher when he started preaching. He said his first altar call came and nobody showed up. Yeah. Nobody came forth. That's right. It yeah. is a movie that actually depicts the life of Billy Graham and it shows him like, it's just like this. He, he had this 18 pages of notes. I'm not sure if this actually happened, but the movie depicts it this way. He had like 18 pages of notes. And he was done in three minutes after yeah. his sermon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at a guy, he wasn't talented. He wasn't like great, a great communicator when God called him. That's why Paul said, when you were called, consider your calling. Yes. Consider Come on. from what you were called. That's not right. many of you were wise. Not many of you were strong. Not no, many of you were no, noble. No. Not many of you were bright. Not many of you were the protege of the That's family. Right. You were the weak. You were the despised. Yeah. You were the set aside. You were the, the black sheep of the family. That's right. You were yep. the, 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 the ones that if anybody was going to be used of God, it ain't going to be yeah. you. Like David, like just David. a shepherd's yep. boy, yep. just yep. out in the fields, playing his harp like a yep. weird kid, yep. tending to a few sheep. But you know what David had that many people don't have, that God's eyes are looking throughout the earth to seek and to find, is a heart loyal yes. to God. A yes. heart that'll say, Though none go with me, still I will follow. That's good. Elisha had that. David had that. And we're <laughs> look at David. They yeah. still fly the star of David on the flag yeah, of Israel day. to, to this, this day. day. Yeah. There's the King David Jerus uh, King David Hotel, Hotel. in Jerusalem. Yeah. It's a five-star hotel, a beautiful resort. God, I'm telling you, if when you hook up with God, He doesn't bring you to a lesser place in life. That's he right. always brings you upward and forward. Yep. For the path of the just shines brighter and brighter, That's even right. unto that perfect That's day. That's right. That's right. You know, and there, there was a guy who came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, I, I, I want to follow you. And uh, poverty preachers love this one. It's, it's well, foxes have holes, right? Oh, yeah. Birds have nests. The Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. What they don't understand is, is that, number one, I believe that Jesus had a home. Absolutely. But, but, but the, the, the second thing is this. He wasn't saying, like, homeless Jesus. What he's saying is, is that this world is not where I'm hanging my hat. I'm, I'm, not made, I'm not made for earth. 
I'm made for heaven. That's right. That's I'm not called to, to, to fit in with everybody and buddy buddy and, and no, I'm called for a purpose. And I'm called for destiny. And I'm called for the will of God. That whatever would come my way, I'm following Jesus. And on top of that, then there's somebody else who came to Jesus. They said, Jesus, I, I want to follow you. I, I want to do what your disciples are doing. I want to be with you. Okay. He says, No problem. But there's one thing I gotta do. Okay, what is it? Oh, I gotta go bury my father. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. That's right. You know, I would say this. There will always be a father to bury in your life. There will always be an excuse for you to not do what God's calling you to do. Mm. There will always be something that, that if, if you let it, and I'll say it, it's a good reason. Burying your father. That giving him a funeral procession, especially in that day, funerals were not a two-hour thing. Then you go eat pasta salad, you know, by the graveside. Funerals were a big deal in that culture. And, and oh, oh, Jesus, I have to go to my, my dad's funeral. And Jesus rebukes the guy, right? Let the dead bury their own. I would say this. There's people who are watching right now. God's called you to something, but it's finances. It's faith. Something has held you back. There, there's a father that you're, you have been telling Jesus, once I get this right, then I'll do it. And I'll, I'll, I'll hit on this even harder. It's a sin issue. It's a bondage issue. It's a marital issue. It's a friendship issue. It's a divorce before you were saved issue. It's a sickness issue. And Jesus is saying, you can follow me, but I'm not asking you to figure that all out and then follow me. I'm not asking you to figure that all out before you walk through the next door. I'm asking you to follow me. I'm asking you to walk through that door. And then there's somebody else who came to follow Jesus. I love this. He cast the devils out of him. And, and, and the, the devils go into the pigs. And the pigs go and they, they crash down and the farmers come out and they're, they're uh, I'll say, ticked off at Jesus. And they come up to Jesus oh, and the farmers, what the heck? Why did you cast the devils into the pigs? You know why? There's people who need to kill their pigs today. There's people who you're holding on because the pigs signified significance. The pigs signified wealth. The pigs signified a way of generating income. You might have to lay down your generation of income to walk into Bible college because of this broadcast today. You, Jesus is calling you to walk through that door. He's not calling you to walk through that door. This, you know, well, oh, geez. Uh, you know, well, okay, but I have to get this figured out and that figured out and pay this and do that. And he's just asking you to follow him. What will it cost you? It'll cost you everything. But like you referenced before, when you give up everything for Jesus is when he takes that little seed and he multiplies it a hundred times over. That's Even right. Paul said to Timothy, godliness is profitable right. both in this life and in the life to come. He's not calling you to follow him so you can keep in bondage, so you can keep being in sin. Once you walk through that door is when the weights will drop off. Hebrews even says that, you know, don't run this race with weights attached. Don't run this race, race with things trying to hold you back. Well, I wish I can run like so-and-so. Stop comparing yourself. Just walk through what Jesus is calling you to walk through today in this moment. If it's a Bible college application, do it. Uh, there's somebody I follow uh, in the area of finances, and he says this, just show up. Just make the call. Right. Just do it. Just fill out the application. Just go to your pastor and say, Pastor, here I am for service. If it's stacking chairs, if it's cleaning toilets, if it's preaching a sermon, if it's baptizing people, if it's leading Sunday school, if it's taking care of babies in the nursery, hopefully you got your background checks. I don't know. But whatever it is, walk through that door. And I'll say this last thing on, on, on doors. Jesus said, I am the way. Mm -hmm. I am the truth. I am the life. 
And, and I love this in John 10. I am the door. I am the gate. That's right. No, you don't enter into your full purpose and destiny until you grab hold of Jesus. Again, you grab hold of the word and you say, not my will, but yours be done. I, I'm, I'm full abandonment. I'm full after you. And I know that as I seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, everything else will be added unto me. When I put the first things first, I know that's when God's going to show up in a mighty way. That's right. You know, Jesus said, I seek not my, I have come to not do my own will, but to do the will of him who yeah. sent me. Yeah. So he, he, Jesus said in John 5, I believe it is, that the father is working until now and I that's work right. with him. So that leads me to the next point, which is like, how do I locate my calling? Yeah. How do I, how do I find out what God has called me to do? The calling of God in your life is not to be determined. It is to be discovered. Come on. I want you Come to on. write that in the comment section. Yeah. God's yeah. call is not to be determined. determined. It yeah. is to be discovered. Yeah. The calling of God is not something you come up with. There's a lot of people at the beginning mm -hmm. of the year, and I love it. We do it. You fast. You do some extended fast. Some people do seven days. Some people do 21 days, whatever. They do some form of fast uh, where they, they set aside the plate for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And a lot of people, they do it wrongly. You know what they're doing? They've come up with plans, and now they're fasting for that God would bless their plans. God has no obligation to bless your plans. Right. God is only obligated to bless His plans. Come on. The come Bible on. says there is a plan in the heart of man. Nevertheless, it's the Lord's counsel that shall stand. Yes. The Bible says yes. there are many plans in the in the heart of man, right. but the Lord is the one that directs His steps. Yes. So you don't try and come up with what you want to come do on, in life. Come on. Yeah. You know who knows the purpose of a MacBook the most? Do you know that as much as I can study on what a MacBook is to do and the functionality of a MacBook, I'm still going to be outwitted by the engineer that designed the MacBook. Right. As much as I think that I can come up with something valuable for me to walk in in life, as much as I think I know how to, to right. live my life and I know what I should do in life, Ultimately, my manufacturer is the one that designed yeah, it for a specific on, purpose, and right. he's the one that will allow me to see the exact purpose for my living. Yeah. God is our manufacturer. Yeah. God is our, our designer. Yes, he knows yes. what he's designed you to do. Some of you, you're like, well, I don't feel gifted to be a preacher. I don't feel called to be a preacher. This broadcast is not... Not everybody's called to no, be a preacher. That's right. If everyone was called to be a preacher, who would we preach to? Yeah, if yeah, everyone right. was called to be yeah. a preacher, who Come in on. the world, who in the world would 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 allow society to move on? Right. What advance? What what type of society would that be? Yeah. We'd have nobody uh, uh, bringing in. Um, fruit harvest we'd have nobody right. that's organizing airports nobody yep. that's taking care yeah. of like you know just things that society needs yeah so not everyone's called to do that but whatever god has called you to do he has hardwired you and designed you for that purpose that you won't thrive in anything else except that but i can guarantee you when you start to walk in that specific calling <laughs> that's when you're going to see absurd increase yeah that's when you're going right. to see severe yeah. advancement that's, good. that's when that's you're going to see like you said before catalyst that's yeah. when you're going to see a launching forth yes. some of you are doing things god's never even spoken to you to do and you're frustrated yep. and you're stagnated and yep. you're idle and you're fr you're just shaking your fist in heaven god why won't you bless me it's because you're out of 
order. You're out of order. Yeah. You have to, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, let every man remain yes, in yes. the same calling in which in which he was called. Yep. You have to locate your calling. That's good. How do you locate your calling? Yeah. Very simple. There's two ways to locate your calling. Yeah. Number one is by the Word of God. Yes, yes. Jesus located His calling by the Word of God. Come on. How do we know that? Because when He stood up in that Galilee, right. and yes. as was His custom, He would stand, stand up and read from the scrolls that were handed to Him. He found the place where it was written of yeah. Him, and That's He right. quoted Isaiah 61. Yep. Jesus knew exactly what was written of Him That's good. from That's the Scriptures. Good. Good when word. John the Baptist came forth, and they asked Him, What do you say of yourself? Who are you? What authority do you have to go out and baptize all these people? Do you know what John the Baptist said? Well, I just felt led in my heart. Come he on. didn't say that. He said, I am he, and he quotes Isaiah 42. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make yes. ready yes. and make straight the ways of the Lord. That's good. He, he knew what he was put on this earth That's to right. do. Yeah. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, and I believe it's in verse 7, the Bible says, in the volume of your book, it is written of me to do thy will. Yep. In the volume yep. of thy book, yeah. in the volume of your word, yep. in the word of God, yep. it is written of me to do thy will. That's good. Meaning everything God wants you to do, yep. everything, the, the inspiration of what God is calling you to do is going to come when you have an encounter with God's come word. On. That's come why on. David said, thy word is a lamp to my feet. It shows you the way to go. It shows you what you're to do. It shows you the path to take. Yeah. The Bible says in Isaiah 48, 17, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, yep. to teaches yep. you to profit and shows you the way in which you should walk. Yes. God's yes. word is the number one way that's for, right. uh, to, to obtain guidance in life. And yep. then number two, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will confirm in the Word. The Holy Spirit has nothing to confirm unless He has the Word to confirm it. Hmm. The Holy Spirit does not confirm your thoughts. The Holy Spirit does not confirm opinions. The Holy Spirit confirms the Word of God. That's good. That's the good. Bible says He watches over His Word to confirm it and to perform it. So the Holy Spirit in Romans 8.14 says one of the tasks He has is they that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons, sons of, of God. God. Yeah. So as sons of God, as daughters of God, as people that are born again into the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit is committed to leading you. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is committed to guiding you. The Holy Spirit is committed and not leading you in bad places. No, Psalm 23, no, 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 no. When yeah. the Lord is your shepherd, yes. when the Holy yes. Spirit is your leading and your guide, guide in life, he leads you by still waters. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you into places of abundance. Come on, come on. God will never leave you, lead you backwards. He'll always lead you forward. That's right. So those are the two ways. How do I locate my calling? Get in study to show thyself approved. That's right. A workman who need not be ashamed. And then two, when you study, ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Open up my eyes today as I, as I behold yes, the wonders yes, of your law. Come on. Open up my eyes. Let my heart be flooded with the revelation as to what you want me to do in life. Yep, and yep. you'll find out a scripture that you never even saw in the Bible will stir up in your heart, come will, on. will highlight. And then all of a sudden, it, it might not even deal with a specific career or whatever. No, but yeah, yeah. all of a sudden... I know there's a green light that shoots up in your heart. That's right. I know that's the way it's to good. go. Yeah. I tell you, when I if the devil can't back you down from walking, like if you're called to ministry, well, I'll just go into ministry and whatever God wants me to do. No, you have to locate exactly what good. God wants you to do. Because if the devil can't back you down 
from following the call of God, he's going to try and get you in the wrong lane. Yeah, it's good. A runner it's who good. runs, if there's nine ra- lanes in a race and you try to run in the 10th lane and you're not signed up to that race, it doesn't matter if you beat them and have smoke blowing in their faces yep. and dust blowing yep. in their faces, you are not going to obtain the prize. That's right. That's Only right. the one who runs according to the rules obtains the prize. Yep. So when I got saved, good. filled with the Holy Ghost, went to Bible college, left, I had people come out offer me jobs to be a, a like a youth pastor or evangelistic director at a church and and I just felt a red light in my spirit yep. I had three pastors when I like the, within the first year and year and a half of my ministry I offer me jobs that would have had stability I would have had uh, income coming in generated I would have had a house you know I was living in my parents basement at the time so yep. in the natural it looked like the right thing to do in the natural it felt right to go ahead and do that because you know I could finally have some money coming in we had like one meeting booked for the year and yep. it was like January and I was yep. it was it's depressing almost but I encouraged and strengthened myself in the Lord and I just knew I knew God had called me to evangelism right. and to the That's traveling right. ministry yeah and this was just a distraction so I told them no then mo- you know what happened since then? God started to... He's, you know, you're in a testing period at the beginning of yeah, this. Yeah. Despise not the day of small beginnings. People despise the day of small beginnings. They despise it and then they get into error. Yep. God said, don't despise the day yep, of small beginnings. That's right. Because if you'll stay faithful... Many are called, few are chosen. That's right. If you'll stay faithful, you'll get chosen to be the ones that are stars in their generation and are shining bright for Jesus. It's good. It's really Most good. recently, I had a pastor offer me a six-figure salary yeah. to come and work for them. Yeah. Good church, amazing church, one of the largest churches in my nation. And I, I felt in my spirit, it's not the right thing to do. So I, I, didn't, I didn't accept it. And you know what? Last year, when I had that opportunity, I, we had the best year financially. Yeah. In, in the ministry, it's and good. this year we've already we've already I think broke last year's uh, finances. So I'm t- if you'll stick with what God's assigned you to do and not get it's into good. like yeah. you know well I saw them you know uh, they started doing this or they started this ministry so maybe I can do right, that too. Right, right, right. You start to do things that God's not called you to. You you're getting into trouble. But if you'll stick to the lane, it's good. You know, you, you'll always win the prize. That's right. Don't don't look to the right or to the left, but stay focused and stay on where, where, where you got to be. And I'll say this too, that this is not talked about so often, but Paul actually said, he said, I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. And this is the part and people, oh yeah, amen, we're not worthy. The second part though, he said, but I outworked all these other apostles. <laughs> so, you know, on top of, you know the Word. You know the Holy Spirit. Now it's time to hustle. That's right. You know. That's good. Wake up an hour earlier to, to read the Word and to pray. You know, take a day and pray and fast. I'm, I'm like blown away. I won't even say it, but there's a lot of people who, who are in ministry, and they're not praying and fasting. They're not getting alone with God. They're not shutting themselves in. And, and so what they do is they go on SermonCentral.com and print off a sermon or whatever. Get a word from God. That's right. It, it, you know, God's not up there like, oh, geez, uh, well, I'm really short on words, so maybe if you can take a week off. That's not our God. Our God is abundant in every area. He's Jehovah Jireh in every area. So when you understand that, when I sell out for God, and now that I know that God's calling me to win souls, don't don't just think, okay, well, I want a soul, so now I'm done. I can go retire. My grandfather's 91 years old, and he preaches on average 10 times a month. 
He's preaching over a hundred times a year at 91 years old. Planted five churches have been here at this location for over 50 years faithfully. Praise the Lord. 91 years old, still beating me in golf, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, to back to his calling. He's still encouraging young ministers. He's still preaching the gospel with fire, too. He, yeah, he doesn't just sit there on, on a stool. And, well, I hope you guys are having a nice day. No, he preaches, stands for an hour and preaches and preaches hard and preaches Jesus, preaches his death, his burial. But God, thank you for his resurrection. And when you get an iota, I know what God's calling me to do. I, I, I got a glimpse. I got a vision. I, I got some revelation. I got some manifestation. Now that you're doing that, now hustle hard. That's right. Work hard. Don't be a lazy Christian. Don't be a lazy preacher. Don't be, don't be that guy. Nobody likes that. You know, uh, laziness is, is, like, is like smoke in the eyes or vinegar to the teeth. It, it, it's like putting, putting trust in a, in, a, in a broken foot. When you're an unreliable person, oh God, use me, use me, but I can't wake up before, you know, eight o'clock in the morning what are you doing? You know, I don't know. Maybe you're working a different shift. Maybe you go up through the night and pray through the night. There's people who have that call. I don't know. But whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Hustle hard. Work hard. You know, Paul worked hard. Paul didn't didn't sit around on his hands and and oh you know I wait for I wait for the the the, the manifestation to come. I wait for a revelation to come. No, he worked hard. Matter of fact, Paul, he even said, he said, I worked hard so I wouldn't be a burden on other people. That's right. You know, you can actually go to Bible college and not be a burden on other people. I, I love this, and I'll, I'll say this about Evangelist TJ. When he comes, he's not a burden on the church. Him and Carrie and, and Judah, because he's part of it as well, they're working hard in the ministry. They're not coming in and, hey, hey bro, uh, I, I, got a, I got a receipt for my, my Starbucks this morning. That's <laughs> not them. They come in and they bless the people. And, and God's even allowed us to be around some, some other preachers that if I said their names, everybody on this, this camera would know. When they fly their jets in here, they bless our people. They're not in here, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I, I got a gas receipt. You know, could you? They're not like that. They're, they're here to be a blessing. No no yeah, demands. no demands. They're not charging for the gospel. And they're there to bless the people. Where, wherever your foot would tread. You know, people love that. Well, wherever my foot would tread, God will give it to me. He'll give it to you so you could be a blessing with it. That's right. He's not giving you land. Uh, he's not giving you property. He's not giving you position. He's not giving you open doors so that you can lord it over people. He's doing that. He's manifesting his glory so you can help other people. That's right. You know, there, there's, a, there's an end time uh, reservation for people, for a remnant of people. And this is what's been true in my spirit. End of last year, beginning of this year. Lord was really speaking this to me. Kyle, in the last days, there'll be one type of Christian. Those who are not, uh, you, you know, not lukewarm, not cold, but they'll be hot on fire. And, and what Revelation 3 say? I would that you would be hot or cold, but because you were lukewarm, I have vomited you out of my mouth. I, I would say this. I'd rather somebody be a blatant sinner than a lukewarm Christian. I'd rather somebody be a blatant sinner. They tell me straight up that they serve the devil Rather than somebody be, well, oh yeah, I serve Jesus, but I don't, I don't ever crack my, I don't ever crack my Bible. I, I don't ever pray. I don't ever fast. I, I, I don't hustle. You know, I'd rather you be a blatant sinner. But I'll tell you what I'd really rather you be. I'd rather you be on fire for Jesus Christ. Be the kind of person who says, like, like Paul, I've beat my body into subjection. 
You know, I, I've fasted. I, I've gone without. I've done whatever I can to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and preach it with fire, preach it with authority. You know, Jesus, what, one of the ways he astounded the religious people, that the religious people actually said, we've never seen somebody with this type of authority before, yep. and a different translation says, who would speak with this kind of authority. That's right. Because when they spoke, there was, his words were drenched with grace, not grace as in, oh, you know, I guess I can get away with things. No, grace, the empowerment not to sin. That's right. That his words were fire, that his words were power, that his words were authority. When you do something, whether it's you're going to Bible college, whether it's you're going to start that business, whether it's you're going to lead your, your husband to Jesus Christ, your wife to Jesus Christ, you're going to be the dad that God's called you to be, the mom that God's called you to be, whatever your hand finds do, whatever it is, you're going to do it with great authority because God's on your side. And the Bible says, if God be with us, then who can be against us? That's right. And, you know, we're not going to go much longer, but I do want to address something that I felt prompted in my spirit that, you know, we talked about, a, you know, key things to locate what God's called you to do, the Word yeah. of God and the Holy Spirit. But I also, I felt prompted in my spirit as you were talking uh, you know, about work and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Yeah, oh, that's good. That's so good. What what Man, burns in your spirit? Yeah, come on. Say because that. that's oftentimes a key indicator to what God has called you to do. I'm not talking about passion about sinning or no, passion no, 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 about no, no, going to no. a strip club. Yeah. That's obviously sin. You need to, yeah. That's sin. I'm talking about what what can you sit down and just think on or or study about or that's or good. watch videos yeah. on YouTube about. Yeah. You know, for for me and obviously for every Christian, it should be you should. <laughs> you should be drawn to the word of God and stuff. Right, sure. But like I go above and beyond. Like I, I could sit six, seven hours just studying the word of God, not even yeah. get up. I, I can just listen to preaching all day. I'm passionate. I don't have a passion for anything else. I'm a one trick pony. I preach and I don't, I don't do much else. <laughs> I mean, I'm a one trick pony outside of the pulpit. I mean, I'm not much use, but when I'm in the pulpit, I, I, I flow, man. Yeah, I I can feel. Yes, uh, yes. I can feel the river of life bursting from yeah, me. Well, that anointing good. is good for me. It's when I'm preaching, but that anointing actually works in diverse places. It's good. In Come society, on. some of you have a passion. You can like sit down and study mechanics all yeah, day right. without even batting an eye. Yep. Some of you can you, you can um, watch YouTube videos on like. I don't know, engineering or YouTube videos on, on, on X, Y, or Z. doesn't matter what it is. Some of you are so passionate about landscaping. Yeah. Like you love landscaping. Yeah. You love cutting grass and, and, and making nice scenery around houses. Some of you, it's, it's cutting trees. Who knows what yeah. it is? Some of you, it's design. It's architecture. You take, you, you, from a young age, you were designing things, yeah. drawing things, and you had, you had visions and ideas of things. You know, that's a gift. You know, I have a friend who's a contractor. He could walk into a beat down old dilapidated building and all of a sudden just like a yep. visionary just start seeing really i good. see a patio there i see this there i can't do that i'm not gifted to do that i don't have I, i'm like you see that <laughs> i just see rats like yeah. coming out of the gutters yeah. i yeah. don't see yeah. any of that but they're gifted there's a passion they wake up in the morning thinking on it they go to bed at night thinking, thinking about it, it. Yeah. what is that to you it's good yeah. and that's a key indicator yeah you know that Daniel was not a preacher? 
Do you know that Daniel in the, right. book, in the book it's of Daniel, true. he was not a preacher. Yeah. He yeah. was a government official. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, these guys were not preachers. They were govern, government officials. Right. They were actually they were slaves that got anointed. But when they got anointed, the anointing is not to sit. The anointing is not to just shake and quake and have goosebumps. The anointing is to do. That's good. The Spirit That's of good. the Lord God is upon me for He has yes. anointed me yes. to do. That's the anointing good. comes on That's you good. for service. The anointing, the Come fire on. of God is not just for a service. It is for Christian service service. It's to plug into the plan of God and yeah. the vision of God for it's your good. life. Really so good. when they got anointed, they began to flow in that. They yeah. had wisdom. When it's they good. were interviewed by the king, he, they were found 10 times wiser than all of the soothsayers, right. all yep. of the, yep. the astrologers, all of the people Everybody. in the realm of Babylon. Everybody. They were found 10 times wiser. And it brought them to the top because they plugged in by the anointing. They plugged in to what God placed them on this earth to do. You look at David. David wasn't a preacher. Yeah. David was a shepherd boy. He right. was faithful there. And then when the opportunity came to take Goliath's head, head off, that wasn't preaching. He was a, a warrior. He was a trained, seasoned warrior yep. he, throughout life. He, I mean, he, had, he was so bloody in his yeah, hands. Right. God didn't even allow him to build the temple. So all these guys in the Bible, think, people think they're all preachers. They're not preachers. A lot of them were not. Most people were not preachers. Most right, of them, right. they were, like I said, politicians. They were government officials. Abraham was a cattle rancher. Abraham was a cattle rancher. Right, yeah. He wasn't a preacher. He yeah. was just a guy who knew how to, like, get cow, uh, cows fat. Fat enough for people to come. Hey, we love Abraham's cows. Yeah, and he was right. good at it. And he yeah. excelled at it. That's right. And it brought in a lot of wealth and generated a lot of wealth yes. for him to, to, to be a blessing to his generation. So much wealth that when the king of Sodom said, take the spoil of war, he said, I don't need it. And I've already lifted up my hand to the Lord that I'll take nothing from the king of Sodom lest he should say that he's made Abraham rich. That's good. That's good. So don't think that, you know, what we're talking about, I, I, like I said, I wanted to focus on the ministry a lot, but yep. there's the call of God to whatever God yeah. has put That's you right. on this earth for. And you locate it by being sensitive, first of all, to the Word of God, to the Holy Spirit, but also what's extremely important is pay attention to what your desires are. Pay attention to what you burn with. Pay attention yeah. to the passion really that you have. Some of you, like, since you're a kid, you've wanted to fly airplanes and you love jet airplanes and you love, well, maybe God's calling you to be a pilot. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, take heed. It's really good. Really good. That's important that, that you understand that, you know, obviously there's, there's full-time ministry. And then there's also people who are, you know, Deuteronomy 8.18. My great-grandfather was not a, a, a preacher on my mom's side. Uh, he had a seventh-grade education. But I remember going to his house, and uh, at lunchtime, he'd have his Bible open. I have three of his Bibles. Was, that's what I inherited from him. Um, and he'd have his Bible open on his couch. Cowboy hat on, belt buckle, 38 spe special on his hip. He was a cowboy. You know, he had horses. I remember being around his horses being, as a kid. And great, strong guy. And dropped out of school in the seventh grade in the Great Depression. He'd have his Bible there. He'd be watching Kenneth Copeland. He'd be watching Jesse Duplantis. He'd be watching Rod Parsley. He'd be watching preachers and highlighting in his Bible. And I have three of his Bibles. And he's been dead uh, for seven years now. But I remember he would be quiet. But when it would come down to, to giving, you know, he, he dropped out of school. No, hardly any education. But then he... Uh, I don't want to give hard, fast numbers, but he had a lot of properties as a, as a realtor, or I'm sorry, as a landlord. He had a trailer park. He had factories. He had warehouses. He had a restaurant. Uh, he, he had uh, stables. He had a bread business. He had all kinds of stuff because he believed this verse. 
Proverbs 10.22 says, It's the blessing of the Lord that makes a man rich and adds no sorrow unto him. And then Deuteronomy 8.18, and, and this is in his Bible written and noted and everything like that. Behold, I am the Lord your God who has given you the power to create wealth, that I might establish my covenant on the earth. So he believed that so strongly that, you know, it came time to, to pave the parking lot at the church. Just silently would walk in with a briefcase full of cash. How much do you need? Open the That's briefcase. The for it. Yeah, you, you need, and you know, this is back in the 80s. You need 45,000. Here it is. Boom, 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 boom. Put it down. Do you guys need anything else? Because he understood that God brought him to that place that he can bless right. other people. That was his calling in life. And, and as, again, seventh grade education. Uh, you know, he wasn't saved until he was later on in life, until he was, uh, you know, um, already a dad and everything like that. But so it wasn't like he was somebody who, who was super educated and stuff. And yet he died a multimillionaire because God used him to impact many people. That's what, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And I want to finish this broadcast with two points. What do I do now? Yeah. What do I do between the time that I know what God's called me to really do? really good. And, and now. Yeah. Where you're still wondering, like you're, I, like something's come in you today. Where I'm gonna, I'm gonna search it out. I'm gonna yeah. fast. I'm gonna pray. Sure. I'm gonna get instructions from heaven. But what do I do now? From now yep. to that point, yep. where there's a clear instruction that says, "Go ahead and do this." There's two things you have to do. Number one, Second Timothy chapter two and verse fifteen: Work so hard you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Yeah. Be a good worker, one who doesn't need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more uh, godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hymenaeus and Philetus. Which, by the way, if you're looking to name your kids something, those are two great names. Hymenaeus <laughs> and Philetus. They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. But God's truth stands firm like a, a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are His. And all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Mm -hmm. In a wealthy home, some utensils, pay attention to this, are made of gold and silver and some made of wood and clay. Yes. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you can keep yourself, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Come on. If you keep yourself pure, not if God keeps yourself pure, if you keep yourself pure, good. you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Number one, you need to live a clean, pure, holy That's right. life. That's good. Pursue peace with all men and holiness, yes. without which no man shall see the Lord. The Bible says very clearly, be sure your sins will find you That's out. Right. That's you right. cannot sow the seed of sin and expect a harvest of righteousness. Mm -hmm. You can't be in, in the league of sin and expect to hear from God. You will never, you will never, you will never be used of God. Right. If you are dedicated in and in uh, and and um, given to intentional sin, right. practical lifestyle of sin. Yep, yep. You have to live a life of of penitence, a life of daily checking yourself. That's Paul good. said, 
I myself, Paul the Apostle said, bring my body, bring my flesh yes. into subjection yeah, right. to my spirit. Good. Lest after I've preached to others, I should be disqualified. disqualified. Yeah. So you disqualify yourself of Christian service and service to God if you don't keep your body in check, if you don't keep your flesh in check. Your yes. flesh, people always say, well, just pray that the flesh stops tempting me. Just pray that, that, that the devil leaves me alone. Then I'll pray that you die because yeah. that's the only time right. that that's going to happen. But the Bible says in Galatians 5, a very clear way that we can live in dominion over that sin. The Bible says that we, we should that we live in the Spirit, we should also now walk in the, in the Spirit. spirit. Yep. Well, God wouldn't tell us to do something without giving us power to do it. And the Bible says that he that walks in the flesh, the deeds of the flesh are evident. Yep. And the, 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 the deeds of the flesh or the, the desires of the flesh are in opposition to the desire of the Spirit. So there's something on you, on the inside of you that says, I want to go hard after God. Yep. I want to fast. I want to pray. Good. I want to read. Good. But then there's something else that rises up, says, I want to play X Xbox for the next three hours Come on. or I want to go on. and watch you know that movie that I know I shouldn't watch or there's yep. a, that you have to take it upon yourself be responsible to bring those desires into subjection to the will of your spirit That's for good. the deeds of the flesh are evident yeah. they're not going to church no. they're not going to Holy Ghost meetings and sitting under the anointing right. the deeds of the flesh is not keeping your anger That's in good. check the That's deeds good. of the flesh are not walking in love yep. the deeds of the flesh are evident they are hatred division That's dissension yep. debauchery outbursts of wrath, sorcery, which all of those belong to the flesh. And Paul said, I remind you that those who practice such things, as I've told you beforehand, they shall never inherit the kingdom of That's God. Right. You right. can't inherit God's kingdom walking uh, walking bound by the kingdom of darkness. You can't inherit what God's kingdom has available to you if you're intent in walking the opposite good. direction. Good. But the deeds of the flesh, or the fruit of the Spirit, sorry, are evident also. Evident. And they are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And the Bible says those who belong to Christ have crucified their flesh and their earthly passions. That's good. So number one, if you're going to hear from God as to what he has to do, what's the before you can access God's specific will, you need yeah. to understand and walk in God's general will. Right. And God's general will for you, 2 Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians, I believe it is, chapter 2 says, is that you should be sanctified. This is the will of God for your life, your sanctification, that each man should know how to possess his own vessel That's in good. sanctification and in honor. Yep. The responsibility is on your end. Now, the power to do it is not in your end. The power to do it yeah, is the Holy right. Spirit. The Bible says that we are to put to death the deeds of the flesh by the Spirit. It's good. The Bible doesn't say it's by your strength and by your might. By, not by might, not by strength, but by His Spirit. Good. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, and you can take dominion right. over that sin and put the flesh under, and you can actually, don't let anyone ever deceive you and beat you down in thinking and telling you that you can't walk in holiness on this earth or that it's impossible to live a life right. free of sin. Right. No, you can live free of sin. Yeah. You don't have to be bound right. by That's sin. Good. Sin no longer reigns yep. in your mortal body yep. that you should obey it's in its lust. Yeah. So number one is that. And number two is soul winning. Yes. I'll let you take yeah, that one away. Sure. But if you don't make the kingdom of God your number one priority now, until you walk in light of what God's main and general revelation is concerning your life, you do not you don't qualify to hear no. special instructions as That's to right. what his specific will is. Yeah. I, I remember even as be, it, being a kid 
And uh, my father is an Assemblies of God minister and my grandfather as well. And I remember uh, we had one of the represent, representatives from the Assemblies in, great, great man of God. And uh, he was in to present one of my Sunday school teachers and my dad's Sunday school teachers, a 50-year Sunday school uh, ministry assignment. So she was been teaching Sunday school for over 50 years. One of my heroes, Delphine Coleman. She got a, a, a reward from the Assemblies of God. And I remember the, the guy gave the reward and everything like that. Everybody clapped their hands. And my dad came up to preach. My dad comes up to preach, and my, my dad preaches. He, he, he's a super encouraging guy to listen to. And so he preaches the gospel. And uh, my, my father, Pastor Terry, is encouraging people. He gives a call for salvation. People get saved. And then he, he goes down, he starts laying hands on people. P- miracles are happening. Signs, wonders, miracles are following the preaching of the word. Just like Jesus said, isn't that funny? And then, then people start getting slain in the Holy Ghost and people start receiving touch from God. And, and, and so I remember it was a blowout service. And this was back in the old church, just a little kid. The representative from the Assemblies of God, we went out for lunch with him after. And he said to me, or I'm sorry, he said to my dad, he said, Pastor Terry, he said, I need to know what you guys are doing. And he, he said, what do you mean? He said, I haven't seen that in our churches in a very long time. He, he said, what do you mean that? He said, do you mean the 50-year awards? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not tracking. He said, people were saved. People were healed. People were, were uh, baptized in the Holy Ghost. People got slain in the Holy Spirit. P- people got touched by God. People left encouraged. He said, that is something that is remarkable. And, and my, my dad hasn't graduated Bible I mean, he, he studied, but you know, he didn't go to like some big you know, sure. six-year school or whatever. And uh, he had an encounter with God that propelled him to his destiny. I remember my dad preaching like that in, in, to his youth ministry when I was a little kid. Then when he was a senior pastor, seeing that building get filled, now here at, at this facility on the highway. Then I've seen uh, uh, the affiliate for the New York Yankees, the Rail Riders, a representative call my dad and say, would you come and preach the gospel to the stadium at the AAA? Well, that's nice if that happens once and you get kicked out. But he's been back there at least three separate times to preach the gospel at PNC Field for the Rail Riders, the AAA Yankees. So it's amazing what happens when God sees that you're a soul winner. Yeah. The increase is unlimited. Yeah. Because as you win souls... When you're living that sacrificial lifestyle, right. and as Pentecostals, we we're all have always been sacrificial people. We have always been. My, my grandfather tells me stories of how when when my dad was just a little boy, how they cleaned the tomato off the, the the front of the building because the Italian Catholics would come by and God bless the Catholics, but they you know there was enmity then then with all the denominations, sure. but they would come by and hurl tomatoes at them. But you kept winning souls and you kept being faithful and you kept being after the heart of God. And when you do those things, when you're a soul winner, what happens is they might laugh at you now, but when you're a soul winner, and I'll even use the word, uh, you have a hustle, you have a holy hustle about you. I'm going to win souls no matter what. I'm going to be about my father's business no matter what, meaning God my father. I'm going to be about God's business no matter what. When you do that, the increase just comes and comes and comes. And I know, I know this, God knows how to add and multiply, but he does not know how to subtract. God knows how to add and he knows how to multiply, but he's not up there in heaven saying, oh, well, oh boy, you know, they're winning a lot of souls. I guess I better go down and and tell them that, you know, they should calm down about that. You know, a a friend of mine, he got kicked out of a a camp because of hyper faith. How can you have too much of the only thing that pleases God? 
Right. You know, so when you understand what Jesus told me to do, Mark 16, Matthew 28, I'll take the Mark 16 instance, 16, verse 15 through 19. You can read this later, verse 20 is about the authority. 15 through 19. This is something that I've staked on my life. Go, in, go into all the world. Preach the gospel. And I love this. Not, don't preach the gospel in a way that you preach and leave everybody, you know, oh, well, I wish I, there's something I can do about this. Preach the gospel in a way that people, you give people an opportunity to respond, to make a decision. Joshua said, choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve God. And it, as well, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Oh, that you would choose the blessing. Oh, that you would choose life and walk in the fullness of it. You know, I've heard people say before, well, the altar calls, you know, that's just something that's invented by, you know, the American church in the 18th. That's a bunch of garbage. That's a bunch of garbage. From, that's a, that's a, a, a devilish doctrine. You want to know why? The first altar call was in the book of Genesis. That's right. When God came down and he said, Adam, where are you? That's the first, and all throughout, I could show you altar calls throughout the whole, and then the last altar call in the book of Revelation. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, right. all throughout all scripture, there's a separation. There's a, there's a holy remnant reserved. Right. There's a people, and I know that they're watching this broadcast right now. There are people on the face of the earth who have signed up and they're saying from this day forward, from June 24th, 2021, or whenever else you're watching this, from this moment forward, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. I, I've decided to be a soul winner. I've decided to be somebody who's about my father's business. I've decided to be, I pray this often, God, make me an asset to the kingdom of God, not, right. not a liability. That's right. Don't make it, I don't, Lord, I don't want to be a liability to your kingdom. I don't, I don't want to cost you, Lord. I want to multiply your kingdom. I want to seek the kingdom of God. I, I want to be somebody. Uh, there, there's this story that on the Titanic, which is a ship that, that went down, and the, all the lifeboats, the problem with the Titanic was, was that the lifeboats got taken by selfish people to save themselves. But they didn't care about others. On that Titanic, as it went down, there was one lifeboat called Lifeboat 13. Lifeboat 13 took on so many passengers that itself almost collapsed underneath the pressure. But it saved all those people. I want to be lifeboat 13. That's right. You know, even, uh, I'll share this just lastly, but William Booth, who's one of my heroes in the faith, he, he, he wrote many books and founded the Salvation Army, which is why they call it the Salvation Army, because he was raising up people to bring salvation to a lost and dying world. That's right. When he, he, on his deathbed, everybody gathered around, all of his generals and stuff, they gathered around to hear General Booth's last departing message on Telegram. He, he got together and, and, and he, he, he got the thing for his hand. And he said, the most important thing I can leave you with is this. His final departing message was O-T-H-E-R-S, signed General William Booth. When you understand that I'm created for others, you know, even Paul said, not to count yourself as more significant than other people, preferring others. I preached the whole sermon series last year on others. When we live for other people, when we live for heaven, that's when we will see God's best in our life and always know that God's on our side. That's right. That's right. And you know, every one of you that are saved have a ministry of reconciliation. That's right. Oh, that's good. You were saved to save. Yes. And the Bible says very clearly in Obadiah 121 that in the last days, deliverers 
little d and saviors in other translations little yes, s yes. shall come out of mount zion come on come on so that's the day we're in right now we're in the last days and god's program is to unleash yes. an army like you said salvation army that was william yeah. booth yep. obviously we're not staying in past moves of god no, god sure. did it yeah. then but you know what there's a new army that's There's being raised up now. Yeah. A greater army yeah. that's under the latter day anointing. A Come greater on. army Come that that, uh, that 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 understands that the time is short, and the last few grains of sand are trickling through the hourglass yes. of time. And so, I, I believe there are many of you that have stayed on this whole time. You're called to ministry. Yep. You felt a call. You felt a, a, a desire. You're not satisfied where you're at right now because you know. That you should, you should, you should be, you should be in a full-time position of ministry, and God's called you. Maybe you're gifted right. to preach. Maybe you're gifted to sing. Maybe you're sure. gifted to be an administrative pastor. Yeah. You just know how to organize. Maybe you're gifted for graphic design, and you know that's part of the ministry. It's not a five-fold ministry, but it's no. part of the ministry of helps. It helps the church. It yep. helps the advancement of the kingdom. That's right. And so God wants to wants to remind you first yeah. and foremost i felt when i was praying for this broadcast that the lord was going to remind people of things that he dropped in your spirits when you were a little boy That's and good. little girls yeah when you guys uh, when, when you were in teenage and you went to a youth camp and you had an encounter with god and in that encounter you had a vision for something but mm. you've drifted away you, you you know and it, it's not here to beat we're not here to no. beat you up we're not here to back you down no. obviously the grace of god drew you to this broadcast That's because there's That's still right. there's still Hallelujah. there's there's an expiration date on that but that expiration date has not come yes. there is a time where i believe that if you push off the call long enough that the lord just says well i'll, I'll raise someone else up because you know <laughs> the scripture says he seeks for a man to stand in the gap to That's rebuild right. the walls That's of righteousness right. if esther wouldn't have done it Esther 4.14, Mordecai told her, if, the, if you don't arise now, and you're born for such a time as this, but if you don't arise now, God will raise someone else to do the work. That's, what, that's what Esther 4.14 says. Yeah. That if you don't arise now, the Lord will raise someone else amongst your brethren. Yeah. As for you in your house, you'll perish, but deliverance will come to the Jews. Good. So God's going to get it done, that's and right. he'll move on other people. Right. But I don't want to stand before God one day no. and him say, no. actually, let me wipe away those tears, because as you see, the, 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 the film of your life passed by you and all the things where God said, I, I told you, you should have done that. Uh, you know, you, I, 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 pushed, I pushed you during June, June 24th, 2021. That yeah. was a call to get yeah. back in the lane, but Come you on. didn't. All these things you yeah. forfeited it as a result. I don't want to stand there with tears wiping down, yes. my, uh, going down my face and, oh Lord, man, I just wish we can turn back time. You can't turn back time. There's one life to live, twill soon be right. passed. And only what's done for Christ will last. Only what's done for Christ will endure throughout all eternity. It's good. It's good. And so I want to hear those words. Well done, my well good done. Well and done. faithful servant. Yes. My not just faithful servant, good and faithful servant. It's, it's another thing. If if you even if you enter into the call of God, but you drag your feet, you're angry about it. Don't be. If you be willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. That's it's right. not enough just to be obedient. You have to be willing and you have to be obedient. Right. You have to be willing. You should have a smile on your face. Yes. I could imagine David tending to those few sheep and he was happy. He was happy doing, doing, doing what God had called him to do in that, in that uh, stage of his life. And as he did that, God brought him forward. You have to be happy. Don't despise. I repeat again, do not despise yes. the day of small beginnings. I could have sat down and said, man, I, I feel called to win my generation. I have, a, I have a vision to reach millions with the gospel and I don't even have a door to preach this right. year. Right. This was like back in 2016. I don't have anybody 
anybody that's calling me to preach. I don't have anything lined up for this year. I could have sat down and got sour about it and just, you know what? I'm going to get a job at a bank. I'm going to go back, do something else just so I can have some level of comfort now. And I would have missed out on everything God's done yep. the last five years since that moment in 2016. Yeah. But you know what I did? And I had people get around me. You should get a job. What, you know, what do you do during the day? I read, I study, I pray, and I fast. And yeah. I'm believing God for open doors. Well, you should get a job. It sounds pretty lazy to you. Well, it's lazy to them, yeah. but it ain't lazy to me. Right. Because I That's wasn't right. just sitting on my sorry behind playing Xbox through the day. I was reading. I was Come studying. On. I was Come fasting. On. I was praying. I was, I was crying out to the Lord. Lord, I know you called me to yes. this work. That's and right. you said, faithful is he who calls you. Yeah. He shall also bring it to pass. And as I put aside all the alternatives and I died to self and I said, Lord, I, I, I'm moving forward with you no matter what it looks like in the natural now. It's Doors good. have opened up supernaturally. Yes. Finances have, and it's been the best. I've, yeah. I've met my, my wife and I and my son, we, my son since 2019, we've had the greatest time of our life. You'll never be happier than inside the will of God. That's right. There's, more, there's no more dangerous place to be than outside God's will. And there's no more safe place to be than inside, inside God's, God's will. That's good. Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Malkanji. Or visit us online, www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you, and until next time.